Hi, it's Tim Hagen from Progress Coaching, and welcome to another episode for the Coaching Conversations podcast. Now, we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, and multiple different channels. Please check us out. Now, one of the things that you'll get out of our podcast episodes is a lot of content, a lot of strategy. It's not fluff, it's not concept. Yet we really want you to engage with the content and let us know your feedback. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. If there's topics you'd love to have us address, we would love to share them with you. Let us know your impact and let us know your feedback. Hi, everybody. It's Tim Hagen from Coaching Conversations Podcast. Today, we have Julie Winkle Giulioni, and I said her name correctly. I practiced for five minutes before we got online. Hey, Julie, how are you? I'm well, Tim. How are you? Good, good. Tell us about the book that you're about to publish. Oh, I am so excited. It's coming out in a couple of weeks, March uh, 8th through ATD Press. And it's kind of a sequel, I think, to my first book, Help Them Grow or Watch Them Go, Career Mm -hmm. Conversations, um, was the focus of that one. And I always felt like I wanted to take it to that next step because despite the fact that managers, leaders might feel more comfortable having conversations, what I hear time and again is, but what do I do when my people want promotions? Because after all, that's all they're after. They just want that next promotion. I don't have it. So where do I take that conversation? Mm-hmm. And so this book is really the, the playbook for where you take that conversation because there are countless other ways to help people grow if we redefine career development. So why are promotions so yesterday? Well, there. how much time do you have? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot that's changed in the workplace. I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the workplace and it is vastly different. You know, the last two years, the last 10 years, certainly in the last 25 years, we've had downsizing, right-sizing, outsourcing. You know, we've got boomers who until recently were living longer, working longer, mm-hmm. uh, occupying spaces on that org chart that newer talent kind of had their eyes on. Um, Work is getting done more organically. There's less of a hierarchical uh, format and more, how do we organize ourselves around what customers need or new product lines, that kind of thing. And then now more recently, as organizations have gone virtual And what did I just read? I think 16, 18% of organizations are only hiring remote employees now. Mm. So we've got now those geographical boundaries that used to um, offer more opportunity for folks who were close to the center of the organization. Um, Now those boundaries are gone and the whole world, you know, is open up and there's more, more competition for those, those few um, promotions. So the, the workplace is different. The external landscape is different, but the internal landscape is different too. You know, we're changing. Yeah. Uh, the last two years have changed us profoundly. Um, we've got folks who, you know, have kind of an experience um, economy mentality. We've got mm-hmm. the gig and the, the side hustle work that folks are doing. And, um, and, and, Employees want more for from their work. They want their jobs to do a different set of jobs for them. It's not just about showing up for the paycheck and the, the promotion. In fact, we're seeing people walk away from very well-paying jobs 
because they're looking for something else. And so continuing to define career development in terms of these promotions is out of sync with the reality that most of us are living today. Well, it's interesting because two, two and a half years ago, the number one question, and I forget the study, was asked by candidates was, do you provide mentoring or coaching, which is kind of my field. Now, the number one question is, do you provide flexible workplace environment, which is really a big swing. You said 16, 18%, but what is it? 40 to 50% of people are now are looking for jobs outside of their current job because of workplace flexibility. Absolutely. And making decisions based on that as a, yeah. a primary focus. Yeah. Um, and so the terms, the, the rules of the game have entirely changed. And yet, for whatever reason, we keep sort of rubber banding back as leaders and managers to these old pictures, these old mm-hmm. assumptions, these old expectations um, that that just don't conform with today's uh, environment. Yeah. So when you think about some of the risks and challenges associated with careers today, defining careers, you know, what are some of the things that come to your mind and what could you educate our audience on? Well, I, I think the risks in many cases are exactly what we're seeing in the workplace. We're seeing folks who are not feeling that they're getting the growth, the development, the learning that they're looking for. And they've got lots of options today. Mm -hmm. And they're taking their talent somewhere that will offer uh, what those priorities are. There are a couple of statistics. You know these probably better than I. 94% of employees say they'd stay longer if they felt like the organization was investing in them. Mm. And just recently, I read employees who don't pursue, uh, don't perceive growth opportunities are 7.9 times more eager to leave, even if they like their job. Mm. We're talking about people who aren't unhappy, who are perfectly happy where they are. But if they don't feel like that opportunity to grow exists, they're going to hightail it out. And the, the really unfortunate thing is that it's all about definitions. You know, what is growth and how are we yeah. defining that? So what are some of the things in terms of, you know, talking to individuals or leaders or organizations, what are some alternative ways for people to think about careers and career development now? Because all of the insight that you just shared is so interesting because it's really kind of a whirlwind for organizations today to get their arms around it because there is so much change going on in terms of the psyche of the employee today. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's so much going on in terms of change within the psyche of the the individual. And we're continuing to hold ourselves back into the past. We've just, so many of us have bought into this really limited definition. Um, Careers, I mean, that is your role, your title, what they call you, the place that you sit. And career development is the promotion and the trajectory Uh that gets you there. And, you know, so we continue to measure success by these artificial markers, despite the fact that, as we've talked about, employees are looking for so much more than that. So we set ourselves up by defining career development in this small way. And I mean, let's just deal with the mathematical reality of it. 
there are not enough promotions to give to everyone who wants to grow and develop. Right. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't work like that. It's the organizations or pyramids or pinheads or, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. Um, and so we keep perpetuating the expectation though, through the conversations that we have with folks, through talking about career development as, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? And of course the flaw in that is, where's anything going to be in three to five years? Right. You know, when you look at the Delta between today and three years ago, who would have expected it? And um, the Institute for the Future of Work tells us that by the year 2030, the jobs will be doing there. 85% of them don't exist today. They haven't yeah. been invented. And so we keep funneling people down pathways that may or may not lead anywhere. They're setting up these expectations that are out of sync with what we can deliver. And to be honest, they're out of sync with what a lot of employees are looking for. And so, you know, I frequently say careers have changed and career development just hasn't quite kept up. So it's time to, to expand the, the definition um, and, and introduce kind of a new language around this that is more contemporary and more in keeping what with what managers and employees can actually accomplish. Do you feel like some of the employees today, and I, I've made the analogy in my work that people have gone from offense to defense with their careers. You know, in the last two years, you know, moms and dads are staying home with their kids. Are they going being homeschooled? Are they going to be on the bus? How many, do we have bandwidth with Zoom and all those good things? And then all of a sudden, two years later, people have almost forgotten what their own goals and motivations were, or they certainly have changed. Have you seen that? Oh, absolutely. That expression, COVID epiphany. Mm -hmm. These last two years of hunkering down, taking care of the family, having the experience of working in isolation, having the experience, you know, of, of seeing your kids grow and develop in front of your eyes in a way that you couldn't in those previous um, years when we were all at the office from eight to five or, or beyond. So absolutely. I think, um, you know, I think some folks have moved into more of an offensive role though, because the, the marketplace, the labor marketplace mm -hmm. is such that it's, it's a seller's game. Um, if you will, you know, the employees, the day, the power dynamic has certainly shifted in a way that gives the employee looking for a job uh, a lot more um, more options uh, as well. And then others of us, I think, have used this time also to really think about what's important. You right. know, fundamentally, what's my relationship with work going to be? Um, if I'm going to be putting 40, 60, 80 hours in a week, what do I need to get back? Yeah. Paycheck and that promotion, that's just not enough for the trade-offs. Yeah. Well, one of our last questions I want to ask you is you created, so define for our audience, the multidimensional career development framework and define that for us or give us an explanation. And how did you go about creating that? Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to share this with folks because it really paints such a, a helpful and a hopeful picture for managers and leaders who want to help people grow and just don't know how to go about doing it. So over the last 10 years or so, I've been doing field research and talking with hundreds of thousands of people about what career means to them, how they want to grow. And so much of what I heard did not square with that picture of everybody wants a promotion. 
Mm-hmm. The more I heard, quickly patterns began to emerge. And I identified these eight dimensions, uh, ways that people could grow. And I knew that um, I knew they were viable because they came from real people. This this was uh, these were their words. But when it came right down to it, I wasn't certain how valuable all of these dimensions would be if it was just kind of happy talk, the, the right thing to say. And um, so we did some some research. Uh, we did a, a validation study of uh, over 700 people worldwide and just asked them to take these eight dimensions and rank order them. What are you most interested in right now? And what was stunning to me, the results say they couldn't have been more surprising. The most important dimension, the way people wanted to grow and, and uh, um, develop right now, most important is contribution. Mm. Then it was competence. So contribution is all about, you know, um, stepping up, making a difference, tapping that need to, to be of service. Um, but it's not just about giving. I mean, we can consciously contribute and also be learning and growing and taking something back for ourselves if we're intentional about it. So contribution was number one. Second was competence. And that makes sense. You know, people know the world's changing fast. And if we're not changing with it, it's going to be easy to fall behind. Then there was um, connection. And, you know, there's that expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know, certainly applies to a certain extent in uh, career development. But building those relationships, networks, communities, the visibility, the, the learning with and through others is profound. Um, confidence, confidence, which is not normally part of kind of a career framework, but 70% of us are going to experience that imposter syndrome at some point during our careers and lack of confidence. I know for myself personally inhibited what I was able to do at certain points in my career. And it does the same for others. And so there are certain times when we've got to just double down on getting really clear on our value proposition, knowing assuredness around, you know, we can are going to deliver in a predictable way in a consistent fashion. So that's what confidence is all about. Challenge, that's kind of face value. That was next to the ability to step up into more complex, uh, difficult situations, because it's really in the discomfort zone where the learning and the the growth happen. Next was contentment. And again, not normally part of a career framework. Mm -hmm. But when you think about it, Tim, you know, we're going to be working for what, 40, 50 years, younger folks, new talent to the workplace, perhaps even longer. It can't be a sprint. You know, we've got to prepare ourselves for a marathon here. And so sometimes the the best step forward is kind of taking a step back, finding that ease and joy and meaning and balance that can keep us going in the long, you know, over the long haul. And then there's choice, which, you know, and you had mentioned this earlier, that idea of of flexibility is a perfect Mm -hmm. example of this. The autonomy that we want, the volition, the control over the when we work, the where we work, the how we work, you know, greater decision making. And again, all of these things, when we're intentional about it, cultivate learning and growth, 
while we're making you know, contributions to the organization. And then, I don't know if you noticed, they all started with C. Just right. <laughs> the last C is climb. There is that climb up the corporate ladder. And there are times in people's careers where that is absolutely the right way they should be growing. The problem with the climb is we have very little control over that, the employee and the manager. And so we wring our hands over what we don't have control over when you've got those other seven that are actually more interesting to people than the client. So the research, the way I, I just spoke it, is the, the rank order. Contribution was number one in aggregate. Climb was dead last. Hmm. So all of the managers who are working off of that assumption that everybody wants that promotion, it's erroneous. They it's want- almost like two ships passing in the dark. It is. It absolutely is. And so once we, you know, once the sun, I want to work with your metaphor here. So let's see if I can pull that off. Once the sun comes up and the light of day is there, we can say to managers, look, you've got the power to work with people because contribution, connection, confidence, that's all in your wheelhouse. That's in your control. You and the employee can choose to take action that will help the development of that without systems, processes, approvals, promotions from anybody else. Well, it's interesting. It would have been interesting to see you do this study five, 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and then do a comparative analysis now. Because when you think about, I started my career at IBM 35 plus years ago, albeit as a college intern, it was all climbing the ladder. It was all about the climb. And I would even say five years ago, and it's really created a disconnect uh, and I would love your thoughts on this between the leader and the employee, because I think the employee from certainly what I've learned from you and certainly my, our own work is they may not know what they want. They, they may have lost sight of what some, which see, where did they fall? What, what's on the, the top of their list? So how do you go about helping companies address this? Like what's your, not so much your methodology, but how do you help companies use this framework, you know, uh, to, to drive some of the success within the organization as it relates to careers? You know, so much of it comes down to yet another C, which is um, conversation. Mm -hmm. I really think this framework gives people the language that they need to have that conversation. Because you're right, in the past, you know, I frequently talk about all we had on the menu was the promotion. So everyone's going to order that up, Mm -hmm. right? We now can expand the menu to offer some other. Um, really appetizing, we know, really appetizing alternatives. I'm just, I'm all about playing out metaphors today. (laughs) (laughs) I've had too much coffee. Um, But we've got an expanded menu to choose from. We've got an expanded vocabulary that gives exactly what you were saying, that gives managers and employees alike the language to be able to start saying, oh, yeah, I felt like I really wanted to feel a greater connection with the organization and to maybe be a little more visible. And maybe I want to learn from this person over here, but I didn't have the words for that. And that's growth. Mm. And when we start labeling those other alternatives, I hate to even use the word alternative because it almost sounds like those are the other C's are a, a consolation prize when they're not. 
Right. They're more interesting to people than the climb in many cases. Um, but when we can uh, label them, then we can start to unpack them and find ways to make it happen in the organization. Very cool. So how does someone get a hold of you? My website is juliewinklejulioni.com. More vowels and consonants there. So I'm sure you'll put that in the uh, in the show notes. And there's lots of information in there. Folks can get a sample chapter of the book. And we also have a really interesting self-assessment that's completely con- uh, complimentary. We're awesome. folks can get a sense of which of these dimensions are most interesting to them. When does the book come out? March 8th. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for doing this, Julie. It's been a long time. We've known each other for a little bit, but I really appreciate you finally getting on the show, which is probably more on my end. But I I find this fascinating because even though we're in different parts of the industry, we really fuel each other in terms of what we both do. It's really cool what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. And you know, Tim, what a fan I've been of yours for some time. So it is a joy to be with you. Oh, you got to get out more, lady. Well, thank (laughs) you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And everybody, I would check out Julie's uh, website. Check out that self-assessment. Uh, the book is coming out uh, from ATD Press, uh, March 8th. Make sure you get the book. It's going to be a great read. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Coaching Conversations by Tim Hagen and Progress Coaching. Now, our company is always coming out with new and innovative solutions to help leaders coach their employees. And recently, we just created a new service called Coach to You, where leaders can pick and choose topics and assign 7 to 21 day programs for employees to learn and more importantly apply actions and then reflect and share what they're going to do going forward as a result of the learning. It's called Coach to You. We're literally bringing coaching to your employees. If you're intrigued, we'll have a link in each one of our episodes where you can get more information. And again, thank you so much for listening to another episode.